Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. He's awesome in power. He's our God. Say, our God. Our God is greater. Say, our God is stronger. God, you are higher. Higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome in power. stop us. And if our God is with us, then what dares to stand against? And if our God is for us, then who dares to stop us? Because my God is with me. Then what can stand against? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world than what can stand against? No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Why? Because you're overcomer. Then what can stand again? Come on, he is the great I am. He is the lion of Judah. What dares to stand again? Come on, help me say it again. Then what can stand again? Lord, you are higher. Our God is a healer. He's awesome in power. Say, our God, our God is greater. Say, our God is stronger. Lord, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome in power. Come on, put your hands together. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's thank God for our pastor as she comes with the word of God. Amen. Lord, hallelujah. There's no place like worship. There's nothing that has the cleansing power of worship and being in the presence of God. Let us pray most holy and everlasting God. Thank you. Thank you, God, for cleansing us. Thank you, God, for blessing us with life. Thank you for worship of God and We just ask right now that your word will go forth with power and conviction. And we pray that your people will receive what you want them to have. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we bind any demonic spirits 
or anything in this space which is not of you, O oh God. So we ask, O oh God, that you cleanse us, that you bless us with your divine presence. And when you do all of these things, dear God, we will forever and ever and ever and ever and ever give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. This is a personal question. Do you want to be cleansed? It's a personal question because no one can give you that desire except the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit does not dwell in you and you get no coaching or direction, you follow, we follow the world. And when I say this is a question of reflection, I'm saying that I can't judge you or you can't judge me. That's what God does. So I'm asking you, as we enter our text today, that you would ask God on a very personal level, show me what's in me that needs to be cast out. Show me what's in my heart that does not look like you. And it's a personal question because we all make that decision through self-reflection, through prayer, meditation, and worship. Because when we come into worship, we are coming into this place of holiness in the presence of God, and we have to leave all the filth outside. Because the Bible says that God will not dwell in unclean places. So, I listed a few things that some of us might have, a little arrogance, a little bitterness, negligence, deceitfulness, envy, gossip, lying. There's no such thing as a white lie or a red lie or a black lie. A lie is a lie. And we tend to judge ourselves based on worldly standards that have nothing to do with the church. The Lord gave us the Bible so that this is our only script for life, is God's word. So what I'm saying is that the way the world defines holiness and cleanliness is not the way God does that. Are you guilty of manipulation? Do you cheat God? Do you have poor judgment? And what I have discovered is that it helps me and it has helped me in my spiritual journey to wake up every morning and give God everything that I have, my mind, my thought. It's a daily ritual because it's the world's desire to destroy us in dirt and destruction and it's God's desire to build us up spiritually so that we might reign with him forever. So we all have to make a choice. You can't make mine, and I can't make yours. And sometimes I hear people say, I was just born like that. Yeah, you might have been born in sin, but you don't have to live there forever. You can change your residence in the name of Jesus. One of the things that I love about King David, Sister Carolyn, that he was so honest, a man 
after God's own heart, a man that God selected for special assignments, a man that God made king, protected him all the way through life because he knew how he was going to use him for his kingdom work. But then one day David, you know this story, found himself with another man's wife. And I read Psalm 51 from time to time because I think it's a good template. And if you haven't read it lately, you should read slowly Psalm number 51. David said, have mercy on me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of the tender mercies that blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin." And what he does, Deacon Ophelia, he says, For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Are you brave enough to ask God what needs to be cleansed in my life? And then David goes on to say, Behold, thou dearest truth in the inner parts and in the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. He said, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. And then he said, wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Can you pray that prayer? Can you say that? This is all personal. That's why I said this is a moment of, of self-reflection. You know what's in your heart. No, that's not necessarily true. Some of us don't know what's in our hearts because we haven't been examined. Like, you see, worship is about self-examination. Coming to worship is not about coming to 1528 Davis Drive. Worship is bringing your total body, mind, and soul into the house of God, and then God will convict you of what you need to be convicted of. And occasionally I hear people say, well, the pastor stepped on my toes today. And I go, no, I don't step on your toes. Conviction means that the Holy Spirit says to you, it's time to get this right. And so what we have to understand is that when we skip worship, we skip our opportunity of cleansing from the world. So what I'm saying to you is that David made us realize, he said, make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. He was clear about who he was and what he was and what he was doing. And what David also said in verse number 11 is, Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. He is asking God. I'm giving it all over to you. That's why every morning I give God my brain, my husband, my house, my family, my church, every thought, because only God can cleanse me of what's deep down inside. So what happens in many instances, we come and we think just because we sit in a holy place that there's some holiness about us. Some people here right now have already left worship. You've gone to your next stop. But that's the way human beings are. And so on the first Sunday, and I was praying about my message today and what would I say, I said, Lord, you know, we have communion every first Sunday. And we come to the communion so that we can celebrate with each our relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Without Jesus, there is no cleanliness. Without Jesus and the Spirit of God, you are worthless to the kingdom of God. It's not about you. It's about what God does in you. Can I get an amen? So we, we look at communion and we do it as a habit sometimes, is my observation. It doesn't matter if the bread is brown, white, yellow. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's grape juice or if it's liquid juice or whatever. Some people drink wine for communion. That's not my business. But the point is going through the exercise does not mean you have a relationship with God. And holy communion in the life of the church means that we have come together as one body, united for the work of Jesus Christ. There's no little person in God's kingdom, and there's no big person in God's kingdom. God loves all of us. You see, living spiritually clean is not merely staying sober. It is a way of life. It means practicing spiritual principles into every aspect of your life. It means that I'm acting out of my relationship with Jesus Christ. And when I want to become worldly, Miss Margaret, and act like the world, the Holy Spirit calms me down. Hallelujah. Have you ever seen or heard a parent say, go clean up your room? Go clean up your room. 30 minutes, they go check the room. Still can't walk through it. Because what we don't understand, cleanliness to a child and cleanliness to an adult are two different things. I know someone that just made a path so that you could get to the bed, and that was clean as they were going to get. There are no levels of clean. Clean is clean. Dirty is dirty. And if we didn't grow up or we're not around a clean environment, we believe that everything's all right. Ever gone into somebody's home and you go, oh my God, how do they live here? But you see, the way we define physical cleanliness and spiritual cleanliness are two different things. It doesn't matter if you take a bubble bath with all the products from Bath and Body Works. It doesn't matter how much the lotion causes or the cream you use on your face. It doesn't matter about the things that you purchase to make you look good and smell good. What matters is, does God accept you and know that you're good and you're doing the best that you can. And that's why in 1 John, please write this down, first chapter, verses 7 and 9, it says there that if we walk in the light, he is in the light. We have fellowship one with the other. Did you hear that? If we walk in the light, we have light. So, Trista, what I'm saying is that if there's no light in you, then you're not walking in the light. I'm saying that we have to make this connection ourselves. We have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus' Son cleanses sin from all of us. In Revelation chapter 1, verse number 5, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the praise of the kings of earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins with his own blood. Let's praise God for Jesus who gave his life. <laughs> gave his life. And so as I was working on this message, I read 
over and over again Bible scriptures about cleanliness and what it looks like. And that would be an eight-hour sermon or series, but we need to understand what's biblically said about being clean. And what we did in the Old Testament with Israel and Moses, it, Jesus gave the blood in the new, so he fulfills that void, you see? So that's why the world doesn't want us to study or to pray or to come to worship because the longer we hang out there, the more we begin to look like that. And so this text caught my attention because as a pastor, sometimes people think that I'm here to judge them. I'm here to, uh-uh, I, to do the heavy lifting. We're in this together. The same standard God has for me God has for you. And my assignment is to get you where God wants you to land. And the resistance is that some of us fight back because we don't want to go. We want to do it our way. There is only one way. And the Bible is the only manual that we have to live with. And I like this word because it shows a lot about the character of Jesus. It shows a lot about Jesus going from place to place to minister to people. He was the ultimate caregiver. And he would go from place to place and bless people and give them what they need. He was touching the untouchable and loving the unlovable and speaking to those who were cast down and cast out. But the word says that one day in one of the villages, there was a man covered with leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell down and before him in prayer and said, if you want to, he said, he prayed and said, if you want to, you can cleanse me. He said to Jesus, if you want to, if you want to, do you want to be cleansed? Do you want to live like you're living? Do you want to be cleansed? And then Jesus put out his hand, touched him and said, the man said, I want to be clean. How many of us can honestly say, yes, I want to be clean? You see, because Jesus is the only change agent we have. Jesus is the one who transforms us from the world to the kingdom. And only Jesus can do that. But the word says that the man made a request as I sum it up. Jesus responds. And then... He goes and shares the result. What I find interesting is that Jesus always had time, Shelley, to do his work and be a caregiver for God. Are you so busy that you just don't have time for anything but your stuff? Is your life so full? We all say we are disciples of Jesus Christ, are we? This is not judgment. These are just questions. Sometimes I have an out-of-body experience and do things because I know the Lord told me to do it. And people around me think that I have lost my mind. But when you get free coaching from Jesus, when you get a clear picture of what it looks like, you can't help yourself. And it's a personal decision. You see, leprosy is a dreadful disease. If you want to know more, ask Dr. Paula after service. And there are numerous forms of leprosy. But there's also spiritual leprosy. And what we don't always deal with is that some of us have leprosy and we don't know it because it's internal and it's not external. 
The man had been exposed externally because everybody could see what he had. I don't know what's within you. I can observe and I can make conclusions, but I'm saying this leprosy is a deadly disease. And it, what it does is that one of the side of effects of uh, leprosy is that it, it numbs you. It moves you to a place that you don't feel anything anymore. You don't have a heart anymore. You just function. You just say things and do things. And leprosy causes the body to become dysfunctional. But every day we have a change agent, a gift from God, that we can check in to urgent care and get an immediate response. It's all in the blood, blood work. Blood work. I saw my doctor on Friday, 345, review my blood work. She looks at my blood work and gives me feedback on what my body is doing. She was pleased with the results, by the way. But I'm low on potassium. So the way that we find out how's my iron level, my potassium level, is that I do blood work, and they analyze it, and my doctor is a specialist, but Jesus is available to do the same thing for you. And you don't have to send it to the lab in Burlington. All you got to do is go into your place of prayer and meditation and ask God, show me my stuff. And that's what this is all about. It's a, it's a question that nobody can answer. It's a question that nobody really knows but you and the Lord. And the man shows us through this illustration that sometimes you just got to wait on your timing. And he said, I, I, I want to be. I, I heard about Jesus. I heard about the things that he's doing. I, I heard about the miracles that he had performed. Anybody in here need a miracle? Anybody here sitting right now needs a miracle from God? Come on, if you need a miracle from God, praise God right now for the miracle. Praise God now for the miracle you're looking for. Praise God now for the miracle you want for your children. Praise God now for the miracle you want for your household. Praise God now for moving you from the world to the place of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You might not see it now, but praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the word says, and Jesus healed this man. He, the change, how often do you check in with the change agent? How often do you get your blood work done? How often do you send yourself to the lab of Jesus Christ and say, Jesus, you take a look and tell me what I'm full of. You take a look and tell me that what I need to get rid of. You take a look and let me know what I need to do to please you. And the word says in verse 14, and he charged him to tell no one. My, 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 my. That Jesus goes again. Well, actually, I was kept digging and digging and digging into that because I wanted to know why would Jesus tell him not to tell anyone? Well, if you read scripture closely, 
The change agent Jesus took time off to refresh his soul. He took time to go and be in the presence of the Lord because he had to be built up spiritually so he could do this spiritual job. You get it? If you are spiritually flat, who are you helping? If you're spiritually empty, who are you helping? What are you doing you, you're running on empty yourself? How are you going to go and take care of somebody else? Go. He said, do two things, Reverend Tony. He said, don't tell anybody because actually Jesus was ready for a break. And the people were following him to such an extreme in numbers that everywhere he looked, every place he went, the people were gathered around. And Jesus said, do these two things. Don't tell anyone. But then I want you to go show yourself to the priest. And I want you to show yourself to the priest because the priest needs to see that a miracle has been performed by a man called Jesus. The word says that man got so excited after he had been cast out for all of those years when he looked at his new body from the Lord. You know what he said? I am just going to have to tell somebody. I can't keep, if God ever blessed you in a moment where you said, I'm not going to tell anybody. Can you keep a secret? And before you can get in the car, you're on the phone. Girl, I got to tell you what happened. Have you ever been blessed to the degree that you break your promise and say, oh, I'm not going to tell nobody. I got it. I got it. I got it. But this man said to himself, oh, no way. I'm going to go tell everybody. I, I'm going to go and show myself. And I'm going to go because I've been living on the outskirts of life. And now Jesus has given me a chance to walk in the inner circle. How many of us have been on the outside all of our lives waiting on the world to accept us, waiting on the world to love us? Nobody can invite you in the inner circle but Jesus. Nobody can cleanse your blood but Jesus. Two things. Just do these two things. The man said no. No. The man didn't say it out loud to Jesus, but he did say no. And my point is, where, where's your accountability with Jesus? Where, how often do you do self-examine, do your own spiritual mammogram? How often do you ask yourself, help me to do right, Lord? We cannot do work on our own. Help me, God, by giving me a blood transfusion if I need one. And that's what the church is. It's an, some people say it's an emergency room. Well, it could be. The church has many names. But the church creates an environment that allows God's people to critique themselves and to go out and do a better work. That's the work of the church. And that's why the church cannot soften God's word and make it palatable because you don't like it. The church can't water down the gospel so that you will be happy. No, 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 no. The church has to set an expectation based on God's word. And I come over here for self-examination. Oh, I wish I had a witness. I don't come over here just to check it off. I don't come over here just to say, oh, yeah, went to church. So going to church doesn't save anybody. Going to church and sitting in the church doesn't mean that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Going to church and being physically present doesn't mean that you are headed for the kingdom. And it's the job of the church to show you the ways of God. It is the job of the church to give you opportunities, prayer, worship, meditation, and teach you so that you will know how to step out of the world and spend a few minutes with Jesus. How much time's on your calendar with the Lord? Is your life a rush all the time? Is the Lord minimized? Is the Lord really your priority? Or are you one of the people who cry out in despair and God answers and then you fade into the wind? I can't answer that question for you and you can't answer it for me. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus is the change agent that worked. Let me give you, where's Malik? Malik, may I see you just a moment, please? I need you down here. Yesterday, we had a service. I need you to get that basket over there. I love you, Malik. And I want you to stand right here. Six feet, though, you know, keep it there. There was a service here yesterday for uh, Deacon... Um, Shireen's nephew, 32-year-old young man who died in an accident. The church sanctuary was full. Crying baby room was full. We had overflow in the Family Life Center. And one of the things that I never mention enough is how much I appreciate our health and wellness team, and they put in our every room CDC guidelines for cleaning. Well, yesterday, I happened to be on the cleanup committee, and I had the opportunity to clean some of the physical spaces in the church. And Malik cleans the church after every occasion in the church. That's what we're doing now. He comes, and whenever there's something in the church, he comes and under the direction of trustee Rayford, and he sanitizes the church. So Malik came to me yesterday. You can put the back. Malik said, here are the things you're going to need, Pastor. Malik, will you put the gloves on? Malik said, you need to put, they're already open. We had Reverend Marlon down here yesterday. He was wiping the mics, and we had Reverend Paula. We had people serving, and we just knew that we, bring it back, Malik. No, that's not. Bring it back, come back. Bring my basket back, Malik. There you go, there you go, there you go, there you go, there you go. So Malik said, oh, Pastor, I got to give you uh, what you need to work with. He said, first of all, you got to put on your gloves. I said, okay, and my assignment, my first assignment was to go over and clean the Family Life Center. Wipe the tables down. Wipe the doorknobs. Wipe the chairs. And then Malik said, by the way, here, here's some equipment for you to work with. He gave me my own box of Clorox wipes. He gave me Lysol. He gave me instructions and told me where the closet was if I ran out of supplies. And as I was over in the, thank you for training me yesterday, Malik. I think they get it. While I was over in the Family Life Center and I was washing the tables down, the Holy Spirit said to me, this is what I'm talking about in being cleansed. 
and being intentional? Are, are you intentionally wiping away the germs of the world so that you might give God some glory? And for every table I watched, I kept looking at the Clorox sanitizer. I said, well, Lord, that's what it is, is that Jesus is the one who sanitizes us and allows God to use us. But if you never check in for a cleansing, you have germs all over you and around you. And as I was doing that, I realized the power of God's cleansing blood. And I said, I said, Lord, Give me a clean heart. I said, Lord, give me a, the word says, well, give me a clean heart. Then I will follow you. I can't follow you with my human heart. God has to give me a clean heart. And so when we talk about the blood of Jesus, yes, there's nothing like the blood of Jesus. And when we sing these hymns of the church, we need to read the words closely. Because what the words of the songs say should represent our lifestyle and our lives. So my question today, as we prepare for communion, has Jesus given you what you need as a change agent? Malik gave me my kit for cleaning up. And then when it was time to leave, I had to check in with him again to give him back the supplies that I did not use. But the whole message here is that you have to decide what you're going to do with your life. You have to decide if you're going to live in filth or you're going to seek cleanliness in the name of Jesus. You have to decide what is it about you that God is not satisfied with. And you have to be bold enough and brave enough to ask the question, and you must be willing to wait until God gives you the answer. And I promise you, it might not come immediately, a three-minute prayer, because that's what's on your schedule. It doesn't work for God. You just can't say, Lord, I'm going to, that time, that days, I say nothing. I just pray. Don't say anything. I need to know where you want me to go. I need to know what you want me to do. I need to know how you want me to do it. So what I'm saying is the best gift you can give yourself is a cleansing by the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or prayer report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, Come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-cary.org. Thank you again.